live from the mysterious mist enshrouded mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters. You're listening to X and Y on the Fly, the dating podcast with your hosts, Scott and Emily. Hey, welcome again to another episode of The Big Show. My name is Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. And what we're going to talk about today is one of those topics where I think few dating advice experts, or whatever you want to call us nowadays, ever tend to talk about. But it's kind of a topic where angels fear to tread. We're going to talk about power couples today. And the first thing that comes to mind, Emily, is it's kind of a nebulous term. I mean, what does power couple even mean? That's a good question, and we're going to tackle that today. I think a lot of people look at the tabloids, and they see couples on there, and they see them as power couples. But what does it really mean? Well, yeah. I mean, every time we seem to see the words power couple written, it's in a tabloid newspaper or in the Entertainment Weekly News talking about a certain celebrity couple, usually two celebrities who team up to be famous together in some way, you know, like Benifer. They always have like a name that's a portmanteau of both of their first names, right? Scott and Emily, that'd be like scamily. No wonder we're not <laughs> a power couple. Yeah, that would be terrible. No wonder, right? We're right. not a power couple and few have ever called us that. So, I mean, there you have it. You have couples who are Hollywood celebrities and they're together. But I mean, that's not the only way a couple can be a quote unquote power couple, right? I think you're right. I think a power couple could be... You know, couples who are in politics who team together and do stuff and become very famous. I think they could also get together couples and change the world, do fundraisers. Yeah, that's good, too. I mean, what about the couple who is simply a great example to other people and a mentor to other couples and has power that way? I mean, if you dissect the actual word power and what it means, there's so many ways People as individuals can be powerful in so many ways. Again, a couple could theoretically be powerful, right? The word powerful can have a good connotation or a bad one. You can think of power in the sense of someone's going to oppress you and make you feel bad, but it can also be something good in accomplishing good things for other people. Oh, this is really intriguing. Are there evil power couples? I would think so. How so? Well, I mean, let's look at history. You had, you know, kings and queens who, you know, did awful things to their peasants. Well, I think that's fair enough. But what about modern day? What about in our own society? I got a great example. What about that couple who are kind of in cahoots together to manipulate and be selfish and narcissistic as a team? Like they give the double whammy of narcissistic, selfish ambition to the rest of the world around them. Are you talking about the neighborhood? The neighborhood? <laughs> Who in our neighborhood is that couple? <laughs> There's always one, couple that, always one couple in the neighborhood look, seeking to, uh, to do something of the such. All right. Well, fictionally speaking, and again, here we're going to traipse again into the realm of the theoretically famous, but anybody who's ever watched the TV show House of Cards, Claire Underwood and Frank Underwood are a power couple, and they're evil and manipulative. They're trying to take over the world together, at least for the first several seasons. So that would be a power couple with dark ambitions, right? But I think that can happen even in your local neighborhood association or your PTA, or God forbid, your school board or even your church board. There are always these couples who just want to be in control and run things and have power over people. I mean, you could argue these often indeed, on the other hand, are people who lack power in other areas of their lives, 
But I'm going to shut up and hear what you have to say about it. Well, that's a good point. You know, sometimes people who are trying to force their power on other people is because in other parts of their life, they do lack that power. You know, we've encountered plenty of that in our lifetime. But I think sometimes both together team up and they're just a force to be reckoned with. Both spouses. Both, yes, both spouses. Right. So in other words, you get two people who have considerable personal power by themselves, but then when they get married, bam. <laughs> they're, they're scary. Yeah, I'm thinking years ago, back when uh, Lonzo Ball's dad was such a loudmouth when his kids were young and theoretically going to get drafted into the NBA, and he was talking about how he chose his wife because she was tall, and together they were going to make NBA children together, and that's kind of planning, like architecting the power couple motif, isn't it? Well, that was very genius of him, if you think about it. Yeah, it was kind of tremendous foresight. I think where he blew it was talking about it too much afterwards. Although his kids have turned out to be pretty decent basketball players. Well, that was by design. Yeah. You know, you have to wonder, is that something that we should aim for? Being taller so we can have basketball player kids? (laughs) Ain't going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, that train came and went. Chaparritos over here. I know. Well, I mean, I understand what you're saying, though. The royal we, right? Us and everybody listening. Should we aspire to be a power couple? If we feel like we have considerable personal power, should the respective level of personal power of our prospective spouse be in line with ours? Should that be something we're looking for when we're dating to make sure we end up with Mr. or Ms. Right for us? Yeah, that's exactly right. Something we should plan in advance. And is that even possible? Why does that feel so shallow to talk about? There's just something about that that feels slimy. But yet, it makes perfect sense. I don't know why I feel the way I do about it. Help me out. (laughs) Well, I kind of think it's a good idea. I think it's kind of cool because you're trying to find someone who's your perfect match, who the two of you are a perfect team. How else can that be any better? That's kind of like putting a basketball team or a football team together. You don't just haphazardly put anybody together. There's a lot of thought that's put into this to make a very powerful team that's going to win. Man, all the pressure we're putting on all the single people out there. I mean, it's bad enough to find someone you like and are attracted to. Now they have to be powerful on top of all else. And uh, by the way, I hear all you guys out there already. Oh, sure. I had to be tall, good looking, and rich, and famous. Now I have to be powerful on top of all else, or some chick isn't going to like me. Well, my (laughs) answer to that is, well, I guess if she has personal power, she's going to need you to at least be as powerful as she is, or she'll lack respect. Well, that's a lot of stress, isn't it? Well, it's just like I said, it feels like a lot of pressure. But I'm thinking more on a more doable scale. I'm not looking to go and take over the world and conquer it. I'm looking more on a level that is my size. Something I can handle. you're certainly doable. (laughs) (laughs) Shh, people are listening. And you got lots of power. Yes. In all sorts of ways. Yes, I, I, uh, I have power over the kids, over the dog, and over my life. Well, there you go. One thing you don't have power over is your husband. (laughs) But together we make a great team. That's true. So let's talk about what we're really asking for here and whether we're maybe biting off more than we can chew once we get what we asked for. Let's say a couple becomes a power couple. Okay. All right. They're really prominent in their community. All the attention is on them. 
They get a lot of notoriety. Is this good for a marriage to be in the spotlight like that and to have all that pressure thrust upon them and upon each other, even within the context of the marriage? I mean, what if someone's not carrying their weight in the power department? Oh, yeah, that would be that would be bad if one wants it and the other doesn't. But if they both want it, I think under those circumstances, for them, what better lifestyle is there for them? Of course, the rest of us would be miserable. <laughs> but I think a power couple like that would be thrilled to have that as a team. But like you said, if you have one working and the other not, you're going to get some resentment both from either party because how dare you force me to do something I don't want to do? Or it could be, how come you're not helping me? I need your help here. You know, I'm thinking about this as you talk and offhand. This is very offhand in context here, just on the fly. I know at least as many couples where only one of the spouses really wants to be a power couple as I do legit power couples. Yeah. Well, I kind of like being your sidekick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, in a power couple, is there a lead spouse and a sidekick? And they can still be considered a power couple? Or does there have to be this united front of pure, intimidating, raw power exuding from both, like superheroes? Hmm, That's a good question, because superheroes, you have your main character who's strong, and then you have the one that's supportive and is strong too, but is happy being on the sidelines. So Batman and Robin are a power couple. Yes, I guess so. I guess so. In tights. (laughs) The tights give it away, don't they? All right. So... Can a power couple be a power couple simply by acting like one? Or, you know, does that distinction really have to be earned? We already talked about it being potentially bestowed upon a power couple by someone else. It's kind of like, you know, giving yourself a nickname. It doesn't really work very well. It kind of makes people roll their eyes. I mean, let's just get down to the bottom of it. It's douchey. Douchebags would do that. So couples who act like power couples are fronting. And I think people can really see through that. They don't make friends with other couples very easily, do they? No. Matter of fact, when we're not, when they're not looking, everybody is rolling their eyes. Except when they meet couples like themselves. Then they tend to form a little echo chamber of people who think they're more powerful than they really are. Then they can be powerful for each other. Right. Or, or not. (laughs) Well, yeah, but you know what? This is a thing. You see this. Not that anybody's really good at making friends with anybody anymore post-COVID. I think most couples have fewer couple friends now than they used to, which is probably something we might talk about in another show, which is making friends with other couples nowadays, post-COVID and everything. It might be worth revisiting that topic again. But nevertheless, I think this would be entertaining to talk about couples who think they're power couples, act like power couples, you know, put on appearances. And find other couples to (laughs) kind of dance that dance with. You know, they feel powerful for each other. We're going to have these dinner parties where we eat highfalutin things and talk about high-class stuff. And really, we're just playing. We're all pretending. It's it's cosplay. Right. Yeah. But for adults. For big people. You know, I have to admit, that kind of sounds like fun. (laughs) It's like a vacation. If you can find like a few other couples and together, sit around and feel powerful And maybe... Stroke each other's ego. Right, 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 right. Although you don't want to stroke each other's spouse's egos. That could get a little messy. We've seen that happen (laughs) at the dinner table before, by the way. Enough said about that. Yeah, but I mean, in that context, I guess there's really no harm nor foul in it, is there? Especially if you're young or retired. Well, if they find their own little circle of people that are like themselves, I mean, we all want that. 
in a way, that's kind of a little microcosm of power unto itself. You have your little group of unstoppable mama bears and papa bears. Although, in those groups, you're always going to find another couple who's going to rise above all of them and take power over them. Oh, yeah. There's going to be the king and queen of the hill, even in that little clique of people, isn't there? Every group has an alpha. Kind of like mean girls, only mean couples. Well, you have to have a leader. Don't you have to have a leader? Do you have to? Well, every group has a leader. It's going to be one of the moms. It's going to be one of the wives, who's like the architect of all the social gatherings, etc., etc., right? I think so. That makes sense. It does make sense. Well, anyway, so back to our topic at hand. Let's talk about some real objective traits that a power couple would have. Either, you know, the small-time version of a power couple or the big-time version of a power couple. The first one that comes to mind for me is they have to earn the respect of everybody, really, not just other couples. What do you think? I would agree. They have to see you as a leader and being able to do good things for you, such as in the community. You know, you have a couple and they get out there and they're helping the community either out in the corner of the neighborhood, fixing up the yard, or they're doing different things that make everybody adore them. Ah, so they have to be likable or do they just have to be respected? A little bit of both. They have to be likable, but they have to be in a way that they're helpful and people feel like they're receiving something from them. Yeah. I mean, I would think off the top of my head, another trait is they have to be the kind of couple that other couples would aspire to being. Although some people are pretty shallow and some people have more depth to them. So some onlookers may look at a couple and say, well, they're a power couple because they have so much or they've accomplished so much or because they have so much social power. Or because they do a great job of being fake. Ah, there you go. Fake power couples. Couples joining together in their fakeness to pretend they're powerful and to swindle other people into believing it. Well, you know, it's like fake it until you get there. Fake it until you make it. Exactly. Right. Well, I mean, I think a lot of couples are pretty good at fronting that. I mean, I've been to dinner with couples for whom everything was happy and shiny at the dinner table. Then two or three weeks later, they filed for divorce. That's that's amazing. That's shocking. Well, it isn't so shocking when you consider the fabric of our culture nowadays. Well, I mean, this sad. Was, and I mean, this was years ago. Oh, yeah. that's sad. Yeah, I mean, people are really good at covering whatever's wrong in their family, especially that they would be potentially embarrassed by with money, with uh, (laughs) social skill in front of other people. That's just kind of like a feature of our culture nowadays in the Western world. Either that or it's a bug. I don't know if it's a feature or a bug. It can be both. Well, it's contagious, and social media has fed that. So we see these families, and we see these lifestyles, and we want to aspire to that. Like, wow, they have exactly what I want. And so, yeah, it's easy to create an image of being a power couple and having people think that they want what you have. And it's a temptation we should be careful of, because if we haven't successfully done the work, then things can crumble. Like you said, that one couple were fronting and they weren't real and authentic, but they didn't work on their own relationship to keep it strong. Now, there's another point you just brought up that we should talk about a little bit more. And that's the simple fact that however we're projecting ourselves to the public, 
is going to, well, I don't want to use the word dictate, but strongly influence how other couples view us and how they look up to us. So what's the responsibility of a couple who could theoretically be seen and or understood to be a power couple to other couples who are looking up at them? Because, I mean, it is incredibly disappointing and perhaps even damaging to other relationships when couples who have aspired to be like one couple wake up one day and that couple wasn't who they thought they were, wasn't who they were projecting themselves to be to other couples. That's bad leadership. It's certainly bad mentorship. And Emily, don't you think maybe if a power couple fronts too much and they're too fake and the house of cards falls too quickly, it could actually discourage other couples rather than encouraging them and maybe think, man, is our marriage next? I mean, if that power couple could split up, how rock solid is our marriage after all? When really there was never even a firm foundation built underneath this alleged power couple to begin with because it was all all fake. Right, which brings us to the next point. When we see a power couple, should we strive to be just like them? Because what if what they're doing isn't really going to be successful for us in our relationship? Well, yeah. I mean, what of the couple who looks at another couple as such a paragon of marriage that they model their own marriage after them at the expense of whatever connects the two of them. Right. I, I can think of an example. You know, it's like trying to keep up with the Joneses. You know, they have, they're going on vacations. They live this perfect lifestyle. They're just, everything is just so perfect. And what we don't see in behind the scenes is they might be incredibly in debt, but if we follow <laughs> their lead, and we run right, you know, just to keep up with them. Oh, that means we are going to have to go on vacation and spend money we don't have. We have to go do this and do and create the stress. And we know money is one of the biggest reasons why people end up in divorce. Along with infidelity. Of course. <laughs> they kind of go hand in hand sometimes. But if we're going to follow someone else's lead or follow someone as our mentor and think that they have this incredible lifestyle and they're this great power couple that we want to be just like them, to the detriment of our own relationship and our own lifestyle because we go into debt and we create the stress and we create havoc in our lives. That would be bad. Right. So, <laughs> you know, we go into six-figure credit card debt to be like the Joneses. Little do we know the Joneses, too, have six-figure credit card debt. Right, exactly. Man, what a mess. And we find this out after they're divorced when they're fighting over pennies. Ah, so maybe the first step to being a power couple is to set your own boundaries, set your own goals, make your own rules, live your own life, and let other people look up to you instead of chasing after another couple you see to be a power couple. Power I, couple equals leadership. That's right. You have to be the leader. It's the alpha dog. The wow. alpha dog doesn't look at the, the team and go, hey, guys, what should I do next? That's powerful. That's a powerful thought about power couples. I think we're onto something there. But you know what? We also mentioned reasons why couples divorce a minute or so ago. And one of the biggest reasons is infidelity. And something that snapped into my twisted brain is, hey, wait a minute. If a power couple is so sharp, aren't they more likely to be hit on by other people and perhaps lured away into cheating? I mean, we certainly see a lot of Hollywood couples divorcing, splitting up because, my goodness, they're just both so desirable that they can't keep it in the holster. That's a good point. It is seductive. 
So let's say that there's a couple and they are a power couple. It's very normal for people to find them sexy. They are dripping with confidence and they have this aura about them that is irresistible. Yeah, you know, when people aren't very powerful, when they're not very attractive, it's a lot easier for them to stay faithful to their spouses because they don't have any opportunities. Power couples will have more sexual opportunities. Oh, yes, a lot more. Yeah, that's really an interesting thought. It's almost like the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Oh, they have a lot more to resist. There's a lot more at stake. Yeah, you know, when you talk to people who are famous, they almost always underestimated the cost of that fame to their social life. Wow, that's costly. Yeah, I mean, even to your personal safety, like people are constantly coming after you, they're taking up your time, they get angry when you don't give it to them. So imagine being a couple and being that sought after. I mean, like the Hollywood power couple. When you think about it, it's amazing that any couples in Hollywood go the distance, and plenty do. But plenty don't, unfortunately. Yeah, well, that leads me to think the true power in being at least a famous power couple is being legitimately right for each other, having that connectedness and that commitment to each other. And see, that kind of power is the kind of power that any couple can and should aspire to because that pretends a long, happy relationship. And you and I both know that the importance of having a strong, connected relationship with each other far exceeds the value of money or even other experiences in this life. You know? I do. I experience it with you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I think with that, uh, we pretty much covered this subject. It's an interesting topic and one that few people cover, but I'll tell you what, we've taken it places I didn't expect it to go. I know, right? Be careful what you ask for. Yeah, because you just might get it. And to you young couples out there, be careful what you aspire to and be careful about the role models you're choosing and why. Yeah. There's plenty out there, especially with social media that is constantly bombarding us, telling us we should do this and we should do that. And it's tempting. (laughs) And when you think about it, every couple is a power couple on social media. They get to run the highlight reel. Yes. Right. Be careful. It's it's not always real. (laughs) R-E-A-L. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes the R-E-E-L isn't even real. Mm. Right. But don't get me started on that one. Anyway, if you are of the female persuasion and are listening to this and you like what you heard, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or on Google Podcasts or wherever you picked up this particular episode. And also visit www.scottandemily.com front slash podcast. Remember, there's only one T in Scott, scottandemily.com front slash podcast, where you'll find show notes and downloads of uh, free books we have for you. And there are extra goodies there for you, too, at scottandemily.com front slash podcast. For all you guys out there listening to this show on the Mountaintop feed, please head on over to mountaintoppodcast.com, where you, too, can download a whole wheelbarrow full of free goodies. Also, whether you're a man or a woman, regardless of whether you go to scottandemily.com front slash podcast or mountaintoppodcast.com, you can sign up to get on our calendar and talk to us free for 25 minutes about whatever's on your mind. If we can put a plan together for you that takes you from good to great in your relationships with the other gender, then so be it. We'll be happy to help you plan that out. We would be very happy to hear from you and help you out. 
Yeah, and as always, we appreciate each and every one of you who listen to this show and support it. Uh, man, it's been more years than I care to say out loud now that we've been running this show consecutively. I so, know, we will give away our age at this rate. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You'd think we'd be a power couple by now having run a top-ranked podcast this long. I know, right? Yeah, Maybe we need thing. to have a few more years under our belt. Well, we need to step it up. <laughs> we need to fake it till we make it. Just right. like you said. Anyway. Be careful what you ask for. Exactly. Yeah, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Fortunately, fortunately, we're not very big. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a, a small fall. You know what we didn't cover? What's that? The idea of power parents. Ooh. Man, that's just too evil a thought to even cover in this show. Power parents? Those poor children, right? Whew. Yeah. They have no chance. Yeah, let's just not go there. Anyway, that... About covers it for this episode of The Big Show. Until we talk to you next time, this is Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. We're coming to you from X and Y Communications in San Antonio, Texas. Until next time, be good out there. And have fun. You've been listening to the X and Y on the Fly Dating Podcast with Scott and Emily McKay. Copyright 2009 by the X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Be sure to listen to Scott and Emily's other podcasts, including The Chick Whisperer, Dating Cast, and Online Dating Profile Rating, all found on iTunes or at x-net-media.com. Also, check out Scott and Emily on the web at www.deservewhatyouwant.com. This is Ed Roy Odom speaking for the X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Be good and have fun.